You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. It's Dan. And Delatory. Brethren, beautiful Monday morning, November. Sunshine is outside. It's beautiful. No complaints on this side. How, how you boys it's been? It's chilly. It's chilly over here. Nick, I know woke you're up, cold up there. Woke up to walk the dog this morning. Just sandals, shorts, a hoodie. 43 degrees back inside. Mm. Dog looked at me Ooh. like, hey, we're, I thought we thought we were going outside. And I said, you got to hold on a minute, buddy. Hold your horses. Not today. <laughs> Cold as hell up here. Beautiful. And right now, the sun's out, 55. Love this time of weather. Would would like for would like for the weather just to figure it out, though. Because like last week it was like 78. No, I got yeah, sweaters and stuff I want to wear, so I don't mind when we get a little break. I used to like think cold as hell didn't make sense, and then I realized it was H A I L. Didn't what? know that. Thought it was just an expression, cold as hell. Me too, but that expression wouldn't make sense, Nick. But if you like did some research, I seen it on Twitter. Shout out to Twitter. Uh, somebody says actually cold as H A I L. That makes more sense. Food for thought. Hell, it's ice. Yeah, cold as ice. Wow. Hmm. Um. Yeah, um, I, I I think yeah. Um, <laughs> looks like the internet is going back and forth. Um, they're saying it's an oxymoron. I don't I don't know, but I like both interpretations. Let us know in the comments what you think is a cold as hell, cold as hail, or you don't really care. You want the Gators to hire a new coach, uh, which is probably what a lot of people are already yelling and screaming about this morning. The internet and Twitter has been in shambles for weeks. And months and silk. Um just getting old. Getting old. I've been been less on the timeline recently, although I did get Good my first you, game man. of Elon Bucks recently. So oh. shout out to Elon Musk. What you get, oh. man? Is it, is it more money than the Ruiz bread and those dividends? Yeah, like, how's well, it far more. Far more. <laughs> uh, probably probably 20x the Ruiz bucks that I got. Mm. So you got you got 25 cents? No, I got. I got it more than I thought. I got more than I thought. So shout out to FSU. They were mad. They kept retweeting. They kept commenting. They kept, you know, bringing it up in their group chats. Uh, I loved it because I just hit the old mute this thread or whatever it is. Mute the conversation and just have myself a day. Mute mute and leave the conversation. The the most beautiful features on X app for sure. Shout out to Elon for that feature. Yeah. Shout, shout out to Elon Bucks. But, uh, boys, I saw Nate Bargatze on Saturday night again. Um, mm. Incredible performance. A couple other people were there. Great comedian. Uh, absolutely hilarious. Uh, all new stuff. If you've watched some of his specials on Netflix and Amazon. Um, all new material. Uh, absolutely hysterical. You got to. It's he's family a clean, clean comic. Yeah. Mm. He's a clean comic. It's not like a religious thing or anything else. Just a clean comic, family show type stuff. Um, it's not for, like, kids. Right, like conversations are definitely sure. elevated, but just doesn't uh, just doesn't curse. So, yeah, I, I used to like Sinbad, man. That was one of my mom's favorite comics because he didn't curse, and I thought he was brilliant at what he did. And also, 
may not be popular, but Bill Cosby was a, a real good comic that that didn't curse in, in his time, man. So, hey, man, he wasn't cursing, he but... but yeah, he was he was doing some other shit, but I mean, he still was funny, you know. That is wild. We are, but we have our first Bill Crosby mention less than five minutes into the show today. That's Bing Crosby. It's Bill Cosby. Same thing. I know you're the Christmas spirit, Nick. (laughs) I am big Christmas spirit. I think it's my song of the week. We got a banger. We got a song of the week. Christmas banger. Jingle bells by Mariah Carey. Mm -mm. Um, Shout out Anthony saw Bargatze yesterday. Uh, there's a couple mentions about defensive line coach in here. We'll get into those a little bit more. Uh, as always, uh, we want to thank uh, the, the folks over at Gatorverse. Um, this will be our last show together. Um, you just, you know, those, those things, uh, those things happen. Really proud of our, our relationship with them. I know that you guys supported them very heavily. So thank you so much. Don't stop supporting them. But again, go visit Gatorverse.io. They're working with the women's basketball team, volleyball team, men's basketball team. I'm going to be working with a lot more sports around the University of Florida. So again, Gata, that's G-A-T-A-V-E-R-S-E.io. Again, Gatorverse.io. Support UF NIL initiatives at the University of Florida. All right, guys, we got transfer portal recruiting and coaching. What do we want to tackle first? Coaching? That makes the most sense? That works. Yeah, yeah, why not? Why not? I got to grab my glasses real quick because yeah, I can't yeah. see the comments, man. So just yeah. bear with me one second, fellas. I'm sorry. And oh, we man, might man. do that. Yeah. Smash, yeah. smash the like button. All right, so uh, obviously we talked about a few weeks ago the Gators moved on uh, from Corey Raymond and Sean Spencer, defensive line coach, defensive back coach, respectively, Sean Spencer has landed, uh, at Texas A&M, uh, Corey Raymond is still, uh, in the process of, of probably, uh, dealing with his suitors and getting his next, uh, opportunity. With that being said, a lot of rumors, a lot of hot boards, uh, a lot of people asking about this coach and that coach, uh, is Florida going to promote internally? Who are they going to hire for all of these roles? Uh, it has been not officially announced yet, but Zach Albaverde on Wednesday of last week, Tuesday, Wednesday of last week, uh, said that the Gators were honing in on uh, Chargers defensive backs coach Will Harris, who had previously coached at Georgia Southern as a defense coordinator, uh, previously coached at Washington uh, as a defensive backs coach, that they would be targeting him. Yesterday, before the Chargers played, um, Zach Abaverdi put that out, that Will Harris will be the new defensive backs coach at the University of Florida. Uh, it has been mentioned on recruiting visits. He's been liking uh, recruits, tweets, and Social media, he's been uh, following them. Obviously, follows a lot of the coaching staff. Still waiting for an official announcement, I believe, from the University of Florida. Uh, but Will Harris will be the new defensive backs coach at the University of Florida. Thoughts? Uh, first of all, man, like, don't be disrespecting my eyesight, bro. You know, <laughs> blind lives matter. Uh, I think I think it's a really good hire. Let me be, to keep it real with you, young thirty-six year old guy, NFL experience. Um, his resume and who he's put in the league, I think, is uh, remarkable. Uh, if you, I see the comparison, shout out to Chris Sorley. That's my dude. Um, rocks with you, my boy. But uh, Corey Raymond was towards the end. I think towards the, the on the latter end of his career. What is he in his fifties? If I'm not mistaken, was Corey Raymond 51, 52, something like that. Uh, younger guys relate better on the recruiting trail. I know NIL 54. and all that. 
54, right? Ooh. So a 36-year-old guy, big, big difference in uh, age. Uh, so relatability on the trail is going to hit with him. Um, I know the Chargers defense hasn't been – the secondary hasn't been the greatest. But just looking at his resume, Trent McDuffie, uh, Kansas City Chief first-round draft pick, uh, Byron Murphy Jr., Minnesota Vikings second-round draft pick, Kyler Gordon second-round draft pick. Taylor Rapp for the Buffalo Bills second round draft pick. So he got something to sell on the on the trail when it pertains to, you know, um, who he's put in the league. And also played at USC with Pete Carroll, played big time ball. I'm not mad at it at all. I like the hire. He's not the even the secondary coach there. He was uh like an assistant, an assistant secondary coach. For the Chargers. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, defensive passing game coordinator slash secondary coach is Tom Donatel. Um, it's, uh, I think it's the one thing that I guess I would question is just no, I mean, he spent one year at Georgia Southern. Other than that, just a West coast guy. Um, <clears throat> so how do you recruit a bunch of Washington fans in my mentions yesterday saying he was awful recruiting at Washington, um, but they had some really good secondaries as he was, you know, uh, coaching them. So to me, I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, well, I think you're going to be judged on how you can recruit down here. And, and do you have the ties? Um, not saying that he doesn't, but ju I just don't know. Um, mm -hmm. Other than the one year at Georgia Southern has been, you know, uh, Oklahoma or West of Oklahoma. That was, that was some of my, uh, uh, you know, thoughts when we got Kerry Colbert as well, but he kind of hit down here. You know, being young and black is just, it helps you recruit, especially in Florida, just being able to relate. But you got to want to recruit too. And a lot of these guys that come from the NFL don't want to recruit. So we'll see how it all plays out. Yeah. It, um, that, that's, uh, that's the other thing too. Like, I, I'm, I'm saying, I've been saying it, like, if I'm a college coach and I have the opportunity to go to the NFL, I'm heading there. Um, but then you look at it like, what is the charge? Like the chargers are bad. Is Brandon Staley going to get fired? Are you going to have a job? Um, it might just be like getting out and getting ahead of it, but like the, the quality of life for a college football coach right now is just trash, just mm -hmm. trash because of the calendar and NIL and transfer portal recruiting. Like we have stories on our site, you know, from the last couple months of so-and-so 2026 uh, commit. So you're recruiting 2020. Five, four, six, your current class to keep them mm -hmm. on the roster, your current players to keep them on the roster, uh, hearing from other people about, hey, this so-and-so at X school might be in the portal and, and starting to like do research on them. There's just like no break. It, it's just a, a a trash calendar that the NCAA has to figure out for these coaches. You're, you're going to start losing some of your best, at least uh, best assistant coaches to the NFL. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah, no, that's definitely something. And and I don't, I know Chris uh, said he had a super chat. Thanks, Chris, uh, for that. Again, reminding, he said, uh, Will Horace or Will Harris, pardon Horace. me, Horace. over Horace. Will that's like Horace. that's no, like milk. Will, yeah, yeah. Will Harris <laughs> over Corey Raymond. Uh, I don't I, I don't think it's it's an apples and oranges replacement the way that we like to think it is. It's it's very very different um, when you're looking at coaching staffs when you're looking at replacement. Uh, just, it, it's not in my opinion that Florida is looking to say, Hey, well, Harris, we believe that you're a better defensive backs coach than Corey Raymond on paper. We're not trying to compare resumes. There's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of, of want and, and wanting to stick around 
There's the desire to do it. Uh, what are his intentions? Does Florida potentially jump the gun? Maybe Corey Raymond is looking for something else, another opportunity to jump the gun. He still gets paid out uh, of the money that he has, right, to be able to precipitate a situation, right? So I don't think that Billy Napier is saying that on paper, Will Harris is a better defensive backs coach than Corey Raymond. Obviously, he chose Corey Raymond first. They just said, I just think that he's looking for that next person to fill in that role. And Will Harris, you know, potentially his experience, his background fits in maybe a little bit better with Austin Armstrong or what they might want to try to accomplish, uh, what they're trying to do with the defense. So, you know, again, it's a name that, that, isn't a star in the field, right? There's a, a lot of up and coming, you know, reasons why, or there's a lot of reasons why you might like him as an up and coming coach. And we'll see, right? Florida, we don't even know what the defensive back room looks like next year, right? We don't know if Jalen Kimber's coming back. We don't know if Jason Marshall's coming back. You know, obviously you want to keep Jaden Hill. Jaden Hill is what going pro, right? You think has Nick? another has another year of eligibility. I mean, if Jay, I mean, we might start talking about national championships if he's coming back. Uh, but no, so there's a lot of just uncertainty there. So I, I don't love the the comparisons and Chris, this isn't an attack on you. I just don't love the comparison to say, oh, we fired this guy. This guy's resume must be better. Ergo, we're picking this guy over that guy. And there's just, there's a lot more that goes into it than just a resume or their background <laughs> and their experience. Being in I mean, you're also battling uh, a perceivable hot seat, you know, mm -hmm. like, if you want to attract a sexy name, like that's it's not going to be easy with a coach that's perceivably perceivably on a on a hot seat, bro. I'm not going to leave leave a good job, and and you got to find that balance. I know our staff is is, is young as hell, but like who's out there? You know, like the names are flipping. Like DB coaches, who we think are good. Like even when the D line coach job comes up, it's just so many regurgitated names. That I've been hearing since 2010. So it's just like yeah, Ed Orgeron back. Like, come on, dog. Ed, Ed Orgeron's like my grandfather's age, bro. And and like we're out in Destin trying to see if he's shirtless on the beach and if he wants to come coach defensive line at Florida where the fans are. But I, just, I like Ed Orgeron sounds fun and, and all of that stuff, but like, bro, like he's old. Like, who are the new, young, and up-and-coming coaches? Like, flip the staff. If you're gonna flip the staff, you gotta find a new person, a new young guy. And I don't know who what young guy is going to risk if you got a solid job somewhere else coming to play for, you know, a, a perceivably be perceivably hot seat. You know, I, I wouldn't. So, yeah. And, um, well, first off, to address respect by Jordan Davis here. No way. He says in the comments, no way. Jaden Hill has another year. Yes, sir. He does. He was a red shirt junior last year, played in 2019. Travis. Count. 2020 doesn't count. Uh, 2021 medical redshirt. So you're in 2022 as a redshirt sophomore. 23 nice. as a redshirt junior, baby. Jaden Hill's got eligibility. Uh, I I think he would go. I think he'll go to the draft. He graduates. So props to him. Congratulations to him. He graduates uh, this fall. Oh, um, yeah. he, he's a guy that's going to test through the roof. Um, like his. Uh, I remember when they did like an underclassman testing and, and talking to people, he's got like a 40 plus inch vert um, is going to run really fast. Like all that stuff translates. That's it, it's going to look really good. And he's probably coming off of his best year and his longest stretch of being healthy. So to me, it would make sense for him to leave, but yes. And the best DB on the team, left. right? Best DB on the team this year. 
Well, the season goes as he goes, so I don't know that he went healthy. I would say he's he, he I, bro. I don't know how we give that award to anybody because I mean he played well. No, right. I'm not gonna say well because I, if, if I could get I could get a little picky and pick apart some things if you really you know check the film. But considering what our secondary looked like and what his career has been, this is one of his better seasons. But I think he could use another year, you know, uh, for sure. Nil money. If just me, mm-hmm. if I'm Jaden Hill and I'm making a business decision. Um, I, I probably go to the NFL. I might get drafted. Uh, I may make a roster. You know, I may get that income, but for sure I'm gonna get NIL income, right? And that's what makes college a little bit different now. Um, you don't have to make that leap if you don't have to, because you can still get paid. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so Jaden Hill might come back. So again, you don't know what the secondary is gonna look like. Obviously, you have another year. Hopefully, of of improvement out of your your young guys uh, at safety and DB or at cornerback. Pardon me. I know that there's a question. I think it was Brian Gardner. Yeah, he said, "Is Harris the entire secondary coach, or just corners?" Um, Nick, do you want to go on your soapbox uh, again about Austin Armstrong and safeties? They didn't yeah, give Austin, it Armstrong, to, um... Austin Armstrong coaches the safeties. They gave Corey Raymond the title as secondary coach uh, because there was some NFL flirtation. Um, and it was able you're able to give him a new contract because you gave him a new title and a new contract makes more money. But Austin Armstrong coached the safeties. Um, and I believe that Austin Armstrong will continue to coach the safeties. Um, the other thing, too, real quick um, on Corey Raymond, one thing that was around and, and I don't know if the if it's just rumors, I don't like to like just purport rumors, but like it was that he didn't get along with Patrick Tony, um, something I had heard. Um, and then when you bring in another guy like Patrick Tony and, and Austin Armstrong, both come from the Ron Roberts, like defensive coaching tree. Um, they think kind of the same, uh, cause they have the same mentor. Things will be different. Their attitudes certainly are different, but if Corey Raymond wasn't happy with one young defensive coordinator and the way that, that the defense is being run, you bring in someone from that same tree. Uh, it, it's not surprising. Um, that that the that the two have split yeah so will harris um we will wait and see and not wait and see we'll wait on the official announcement but as of uh right now uh we expect will harris um is leaving uh the chargers i almost called them the san diego chargers uh the los angeles chargers the san diego superchargers the san diego superchargers to come join the university of florida and he's got some work to do and we'll talk a little bit about recruiting uh but uh, the gators do have a number of defensive back prospects that they are still going after uh time for defensive line coach nathaniel rogers a big fan of the show always here in the comments said hey gators need to bring ed o to gainesville florida get him out of panama city and in to gainesville hasn't been contacted Hasn't been contacted. All right. How do you expect? They're not, to, like, they're not interested. Like, think what about are we, it, what are we doing here? It's not even an option. Like I think people forget what University of Florida is and how they roll. Like think about how Ed Ogeron lost his last job, bro. It was controversial and a lot of shenanigans going on. Florida's not gonna hire a guy like that. Y'all was, can planes, trains, buses, you know whatever you he want. Was to track, a, right? He was in a he was in a sexual discrimination lawsuit that was eventually dropped, but there will be a Title IX investigation at LSU. He ain't coming uh, here. into those allegations. But look, listen, I I love Edo. He did that. Love he did, he spoke to like a he spoke to like a quarterback club. Um, 
and he said, you know, they brought me in and they said, coach, you got $17.1 million left on your contract and we're going to pay you that, but, but we're going to let you go as our coach. And Edo goes, I asked him, well, what door you want me to leave? And when do you want me to get out of here? And I'm like, yeah, love that. That's pretty good, Nick. Thank, thank you. Love go tiger. <laughs> love that's love pretty that. good. A little hot Hogan in there too. I hear it, but <laughs> brother, um, brother. <laughs> um, like I, I, it was funny because like everyone I talked to, like my peers, like like writers, were like, "Hey, did you like say this on a podcast? Did you write it somewhere? Did you put it on a message board?" None of us knew where the Ed Orgeron smoke was coming from. Tracking airplanes, Nick. He's on airplanes go to Panama City, and they're like, "He must be there." It's time to go <laughs> to the Edo Express, right? Ah, man. Edo, Edo's playing hard to get. They're going to Key West now. They're tracking every beach like in the southeast and along the Gulf Shore, being like, Edo might be here, too. Yeah, they also tracking likes, follows. That's what led them to Will Harris as well, the likes, the follows, and you know all that type of stuff. So I don't know why he was liking and following our stuff. Maybe I don't, he was just bored. He's like, let me see what's going on in Gatorade. They're trending right now and just start liking and following people because it's entertaining. People, but, people were like, did he have a Jimmy Sexton? Did he have Jimmy Sexton as an agent? I don't know. Uh, but people were like tagging him and, and texting him. And people were like tagging him and writing his name. And if he just did like a, I don't know why he. I mean, listen, the man is getting paid millions of real American dollars to just do nothing. So like, got all the time in the world. Some may say there's other coaches doing the same thing, Nick. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Conspiracy theory. You think it's all Jimmy Sexton accent trying to say, oh, hey, you know, my guy Edo is interested. Look, he's liking these recruits tweets. He's following the Gators coaching staff a little bit. If you're going to want him, you're going to have to pay him a little bit more. Maybe get him a little bit less. I don't know. Not Edo necessarily, but just try to ruffle a little feathers in the uh, defensive line coaching brigade, you know? I don't know. Actually, I do think he I got to think about I think, that a little Jimmy's, bit more. I think Jimmy Sexton does rep him. But, like, listen, Kendall Jenner works hard. The devil works harder. Nobody works harder for their clients I think it's Chris, Jimmy I think Sexton. It's Chris Jenner. Who did I say? Jenner. Kendall Jenner. Kendall? Who's Kendall? Yeah, she's in the news. Oh, that's, uh, oh sorry. Yeah, she's a billionaire. Yep, yep. yep. We know it. We know uh, it, Nick. The Nick, mom. Nick. The mom. My bad. Yeah, no. Nah, yeah. You're right the first time. Kendall, man. She works hard, too. Yeah, Hardworking yeah, family. It's my favorite Kardashian. So shout <laughs> you have you have a favorite Kardashian? Yeah, of course, we all do. You got one too, bro. Who is your favorite Kardashian? You got one. Uh, probably Chloe, Brody, bro, Brody Jenner. Brody, Brody Jenner is my favorite Kardashian. Bro, shout out to Brody. I thought I forgot about Brody, man. Does he which count? One was, which one's he? He's the DJ. You just no. made a Brody, Jenner, Je Brody Jenner was on was on the Hills. Yeah. Wow. Way back in the day, he Brody got out Jenner before is... everything got crazy. He was like, you know, I got to get up out of here, man. This was the <laughs> <wrong thing>. Huh? <laughs> Take some of the family money. Let's start investing. Let's get out of here. Um, we have a culprit. It was Blue Orange Gator, who I believe is in Twitter jail right now. He's not getting any Elon bucks. Uh, said that he was on a plane on the way to Foley's house, <laughs> and then Ed Orgeron was in Destin. So, if you got an issue, wait for him to come out of jail, and you can. Talk to him. Blue Orange um, and Jordan. You, no, Blue Orange has a new account. He follows And then me. Robert Kardashian is Cornelius Cromartis because he got OJ Simpson <laughs> off. That's crazy. I mean, that's a hell of a it's reason. A wild but, take. That's yeah. a wild take. But it's a take. Um, so, yeah. And then Nathaniel Rogers, we got Tommy Tupperville. I think he is in Congress right now. Um, I thought you were about so, to say a senior home. 
No, I think he's in Congress right now. He was blocking all military appointments for a very long time. I don't think he's doing that anymore. But enough about um, – oh, yeah, we got a little pause for the Robert, my favorite. He got OJ off. So, all right, anyway. Whoa. Um, <laughs> uh, that's nuts. All right, Nick, uh, the show's going off the rails a little bit. Who's your favorite card? Rob and Bruce might have done comments. that. Who knows, man? Anywho. Uh, Nick, um, Jess Simpson, the guy from Duke, uh, is a name. Uh, Mark Ivey from Louisville. Also a name uh, people have been tracking flights and looking towards. I don't know uh, if there's a lot of intel on this one, Nick, but can you give us any insight into the defensive line uh, coaching search? <laughs> Getting OJ off is crazy. Yeah, they um, <laughs> they have not um, they haven't they haven't offered the job to anybody um, officially. Um, there was a defensive line coach candidate in the building yesterday. Uh, I think that's the one the fans have been talking about uh, that's starting to make the rounds on the message board and social media. Um, And and as far as I know, they, yep. As far as I know, they have not reached out to Charlie Partridge, which I think they should. Silk is clearly on the, listen, if you're on, if you, if you can't make the 40 under 40 list, you don't need to be on my coaching staff. No, I, I, I like I wouldn't mind Partridge. I don't know what's up with Partridge. There's got to be something in the vetting with Partridge, you know, because <laughs> you don't even what? contact a guy like that. And, you, and, and we're even after the defensive linemen that that are at Pitt right now. We're bringing them yep. on campus. So, like from his resume, and even with the Jess Simpson thing, you look at Partridge and resume, uh, Partridge resume, Jess Simpson resume. They're like you can't go wrong with either one. Mm. And I think Partridge recruits better than Jess Simpson, in my opinion. But Jess Simpson is a great teacher of the position. Uh, if he's the guy, or Nick he say he hasn't been offered, before, right? Yeah, he. Uh, he was at he was Miami. Down, yeah, he's yeah. down there with Mark Rick. Um, did a good yeah. job teaching. Wasn't I remember the Miami fans back then? He wasn't the greatest of recruiters, but as far as teaching those guys up and getting them where they need to be, moves wise, and I think that's what we're missing. Uh, wouldn't be a bad hire at all. Yeah, yeah he so does he not went, appear to be a good recruiter at all. Yeah, no, I don't think that he is. Um, but kind of fits in. So he started at Auburn, went to Marietta High School, Buford High School. Uh, he, he was there for a long time. Uh, he coached the high school ranks for uh, 20 years um, and went to Georgia State. Then he went to the Atlanta Falcons. Then uh, he got his first major Power Five experience. Uh, he was a defensive assistant uh, with the Falcons. Doesn't really say what he did. Defensive line coach with Miami. Then went back to the Atlanta Falcons, obviously, if it's, as a defensive line coach. Then went back to Miami um, as the associate head coach and defensive line coach, and then has been for the last two seasons at Duke as their co-defensive coordinator uh, and defensive line coach. So that's a little bit about Jess Simpson. So why would why would Tim Elko not bring him with to College Station? Because he got Sean Spencer. Oh, correct. Uh, I think. I mean. I don't even know. Like, I, 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 that's interesting that that Elko didn't take him to uh, to College Station. You know, I don't want to just pass that. I do think that's interesting, uh, considering because Duke defensive line was also pretty good as well. Um, so that's the, I'm curious to why he would do that. Maybe because he's still on the contract. I don't know, but he maybe maybe he doesn't. Him. Spencer doesn't wasn't on go. contract, but but that, maybe that he doesn't know, right? That like too. he's coached he has, his entire career in the state of well, I guess in Alabama he started, but the state of Georgia. And Florida, right? And I guess now North Carolina. So maybe he didn't want to go, right? I mean, and I, and he does have a relationship with Manny Diaz as well. So he may want to just hear Manny Diaz out and mm-hmm. possibly to be co DC 
for Manny. So all of it is interesting. I'm sorry, Dan, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I mean, for him, you know, maybe he's looking at NFL prospects. Maybe he doesn't want to go to College Station. I've been to College Station multiple times. I'd never want to live there, right? We don't know that he wasn't <laughs> offered to go to, to Texas A&M with him, right? We just know that they hired Sean Spencer, right? So we have to remember that these are people too. They're not just robots. I know a lot of them just pick up and move all around the country and they follow the coaches and everything else. But he only worked with Mike Elko for two seasons. It's not like they've been attached to the hip for 15 years either, mm -hmm. right? So, it, you know, we don't know if he wasn't offered the job. We don't know if he was and turned it down. We don't know if he said, oh, hey, Florida just hired their guy. I'm going to get Sean Spencer instead of you, like go pound sand. There's a lot of it that goes into it more than, than probably what we know. Um, for sure. You know, but again, from a recruiting perspective, I know that we didn't love, you know, we, we thought that Sean Spencer – could do a little bit better, but I do think that there's still a lot to to say about you know Jess Simpson as a as a coach. Already. All right. And then Elko from Rod Smith. Uh Carolina Panthers wide receiver Rod Smith joining us today. Uh Elko wanted Spencer at Duke before Napier hired him. Uh we got a super chat. Chris Sorley coming with the positivity today set. What hope is Napier actually selling? Slow on portal movements, slow with coaching hires, and possibly losing a top 10 class with a hand over the face emoji. Yeah, I don't um, need hope, man. Obama tried to sell me hope, and that, that didn't pan out for me, bro. So I don't really like hope. I like to see results. I do like the the, the, the action that we had this, this weekend that came in. Like, it's good movement, but you got to close – uh, on some of these guys that got on campus, don't like that we didn't have any offensive alignment on campus yet in the recruiting world, in the transport transfer portal world. But um, that's an opportunity. I'm gonna let Nick get into his, but I want to elaborate more when we talk about just the, the weekend and 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 mm -hmm. what we could possibly do D line wise and all of that. But yeah, go we'll ahead, get Nick. in the transfer portal in a second. But um, he, uh, I think there's there's positivity um, in. I mean, it's, a lot of it will depend on this recruiting class. I mean, I sat here and pounded the table um, all year long um, for against fans saying that, like, listen, like the team's young. The best players on this team are guys that the staff has brought in. You're going to have to take lumps. I understand that it sucks while like going through it in the moment, but like we should have expected this. I said to expect this. I know it sucks during it, but none of this is a surprise. So if this recruiting class falls apart, that's harder to sell. Um, I was going and looking at the transition class and trying to make sense of it because half the class is gone. So I looked at uh, six other coaches that were hired in 22. Um, and the biggest thing, the ones that had a lot of success did well in the transfer portal. Now, Florida has done well-ish in the transfer portal. A lot of that was from UL. You know, you have a, a consensus, consensus All-American in Osiris Torrance, Montrell Johnson, Graham Mertz, Ricky Pearsall. Like, you've, you've gotten – you've done some work in the transfer portal. Last year's class was, like, just super hit or miss. Mm -hmm. um, you took a lot of dudes who I don't know that, that they'll play meaningful snaps at Florida um in the portal class last year but you look at lincoln riley had a lot of success he he had caleb williams come with him um lsu was in the sc championship in year one under brian kelly Jaden daniels won a heisman um washington's coach brought michael penix with him um sat there for a heisman um so the difference to me and, and florida's portal florida's 
recruiting strategy is nail it with high school recruiting. Have to get those evaluations right. Have to have a strong foundation with high school, with our high school recruiting classes, and then supplement through the portal. So I, I see that as the frustration for fans because Mike Norvell, like, listen, Florida State was just too poor to fire Mike Norvell when Florida State fans wanted them to fire him. And he went and he's had unbelievable success in the portal, which is why the Florida State team was as good as they were this year. Lincoln mm-hmm. Riley has had tremendous success through the portal. Brian Kelly's had a bunch of success through the portal. Um, is it sustainable? I don't know. You look at a school like Kentucky, like it has to be sustainable for a school like Kentucky because you're never going to recruit at Kentucky like you can at Florida, LSU, Ohio State, Texas, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's I, I see Kentucky and, I, and I've it was a couple only a couple people, people being like, Kentucky's killing it in the portals. Like they have to, because you can't get 18-year-olds to go to Lexington if Nick Saban's also on the other line. But if a kid hasn't played for Nick Saban, yeah, we can get him to come to Kentucky. He can stay in the SEC. So it's just the difference of the strategies. And I don't know that Florida's portal strategy in the spring, I've already said it won't work. It's uh, They do 1800s courting, uh, and it's uh, you know a hinge, tinder, bumble world of quick left and right swiping. So uh, yeah, it, it's to me, it's imperative that they have a strong transfer class because when you look at their transition class, half of them are gone. And I don't know that the fans listening to this will accept, oh, we're young as an excuse for going six and six mm-hmm. next season. But I'm, that transition class should be your juniors and your retro sophomores should be your older guys now. I'm uh I'm curious to see how the transfer portal stuff works. Um, I think that you're going to take a massive step back with Florida State next year, right? I think that transfer I mean, portal work. I think it works if you're looking, if you can find a quarterback that is going to be great, right? Jaden mm-hmm. Daniels became great. Michael Penix became great. Caleb Williams transferred with the same coach, right? Um, Jordan Travis became really good. Um, you can, if you can sell that vision of well, you have this incredible quarterback or somehow he gets molded into one, then I think it works really well. I just don't know about the long-term sustainability of really relying on the transfer portal. Cause if you look at FSU's roster, most of their team is fifth and sixth year players that mm-hmm. are starting, right? If you look at Washington, Hell, Washington's football team is probably the same age as some of the younger teams in the NFL, (laughs) right? When this COVID year ever wraps up, I don't know if it ever will, um, but when you finally get through that and you have five years to play four and not seven years to play six, I'm curious (laughs) to see how it really works out. But I think a lot of those teams that you just mentioned, if you take away a fantastic quarterback Mm -hmm. that they happen to get through the transfer portal, but if you take that out, then I don't know if you can look at long-term sustained success. So I'm curious to see, right? FSU obviously had a lot of players on their team, Jordan Verse, the Fisk kid, right? Um, um, the couple, a couple others, right? The, the guy from Virginia, the DB, right? So it, it kind of worked out for them, but they were also selling, hey, we won nine games in the season last year. We have Jordan Travis coming back. We have Trey Benson coming back, also a transfer let's go for one big shot. And then you know, the college football playoff committee had said, uh, 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 
Nasty. And just Pleasure. and just naming naming those quarterbacks that I named, you added obviously Jordan Travis. Uh, I'll try to dig you know into these numbers, but I think and, and I think other people have said it, but I just haven't seen like the data, the numbers yet. A lot of these transfer quarterbacks, year two in that system, a huge jump. Look at Joe Burrow at LSU, Jordan Travis at Florida State, uh, Michael Penix, uh, all of these guys. Uh, you know, shoot the Heisman winner this year, Jaden Daniels, all of these guys year two in, in offense. Um, I think that's a big thing. We talked to Graham Mertz last week and it was like, when I first got here, I'm working with the receivers. But like I know what route I'm throwing to. And if there's three guys running routes, but I'm, you know, and I'm trying to go through mime through a play. I only really know what the guy that I'm throwing to. And now it's just a whole full understanding of it. That being said, you still have to have guys around him. Um, you still have to have like Florida's running, back line. Room. Florida's running back room might be okay. Florida's re- receiver room who scares you. Like I, I, I keep saying this. Like I think Aiden Mizell can be a great player. I think Andy Jean can be a great player, but like, we don't know. They could be, there's so many people. There's so many like guys that when they sign, we're like, that's going to be a game changer. And then four years down, you're down the line. You're like, that's a wasted scholarship. Get him off the team. So like, I, I think Andy Gene and Andy Mizell will be good players. We just haven't seen it yet. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, Eugene Wilson's the only player on Florida's offense that scares you. So you need to get a skilled position player. You might need to get another running back. I think that room is okay, even without Trevor Etienne. Um, obviously, he's a dynamic player, but uh, I think that room has enough enough bodies in it. Uh, you have enough bodies at tight end unless somebody else leaves, and you might need to add one. Uh, and then – We'll get into the next super chat, but the offensive line, I think the offensive line, um, there's probably one player I need to go. I dropped his name. I need to go find it again. But one player I think that could really help because I think it would be your starting left tackle. Player's not in the portal yet, though. But would be your starting left tackle. You can, you can flip Austin Barber back over. But, like, you have to have to upgrade your offensive line. Yeah. Not just upgrade it. You just, you need – that's why it's, it's going to be tough for Billy. Just keep it a bean. Because like you need depth, as we saw, we guys were everywhere. You rotating and put them in different spots, and those guys was lacking talent. And then you're rotating them in spots they're not even comfortable with. We need a lot of depth, man. Um, Jordan Seaton committed to to Colorado this past week. I think he's a guy that could possibly play early. But like they need depth and they need a talent influx in in, in the offensive line room. And I don't know if we do that in the portal from what it looks like right now. You know, you'll have a second window in the portal in the mm-hmm. springtime but right now I, I don't like the movement uh as far as wide receiver i do like just what i'm hearing you know they are trying to bring in some veteran guys to mix in because i do think highly at the freshman that came in last year andy gene uh aiden mazel uh, to go along with uh already eugene wilson who's showed some promise but the guy that's at wisconsin that played with merch just looking at him his film uh shamir dyke I know we've offered him. There's been some contact, but if you want to look at him in Mertz chemistry, like it's like Ricky Pearsall in Mertz chemistry. So getting a guy like that in will be fire. I know we contacted Jacory Brooks. Getting a guy like that would be phenomenal. You just need some veteran guys to mix in with the young boys that you already have for some for some insurance, you know, because Mertz deserve weapons. He's shown that he can perform, that he can make big plays and throws. He's not Tim Tebow. He's not you know, uh, Chris he tried Lee, to be not Chris. He tried to be, and they got him out yeah. of the game. But um, you you gotta you gotta get talent in at the receiver spot. I wouldn't mind Kobe Young out of Miami as well. Hope we hopefully we contact him, big six four mm-hmm. guy. 
200 pound can run you know you just got to get talent straight up um and from an offensive line perspective just speaking on this as well you're, yeah. you you got to get a, another quarterback because Graham Mertz, who's he's injured right now right so with a collarbone injury you're an injury away from playing a true freshman in, in DJ Lagway next year if you don't figure out this offensive line position quick so you need a backup quarterback and also you need o-line and o-line starters and o-line death in my opinion yeah let's uh let's <laughs> someone uh three. someone up there was questioning your your pronunciation of death and depth hey man tomato and tomato. then called you country on, and you. Then called you on you i am country i'm from bell glade florida bro like yep. i work hard on not being country <laughs> uh truth seeker uh great photo i i'm i'm gonna guess you are in uh either georgia or tennessee with that photo uh what's going on with the o-line are they just going to develop what we have oh, hey God. like that position group should have been addressed first but i'm just a fan what do i know we appreciate that comment i think that there's still a lot of time um offensive linemen we've talked about on this show even before the transfer portal open are going to be your hottest commodity uh, a lot of them are looking for that opportunity to go and win, right? Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the transfer portal here in a second. A lot of them, uh, we, we've had players leave this year, last year for the opportunity to go win. You know, there might be an opportunity for a place to go for a national championship or a conference championship that, that Florida may not offer uh, right now. So there, there's that piece of it too. Um, but we, we're four days in the transfer window, five days, five days in. I know some schools have gotten some commitments, but a lot of the guys Florida's going after are a lot of the players that a lot of schools are going after. So they're going to go. They're going to do their visits. They're going to take some time. Uh, transfer portal window still goes on for a number of weeks. So I think that Florida will get some good ones. I think that Florida will get some names that mm -hmm. you've not heard of, um, and they're going to be competing the same way that they've been competing for this top five recruiting class against your Alabamas, your Georgias, your Florida States, your bigger programs, Ohio State, Penn State, around the country. Florida's trying to compete with them uh, on the, uh, the transfer portal as well. So we will see. And then Anthony Beck, Good to see y'all on here. Dan, stop letting Nick get killed on the message boards. Will not happen. Nick can <laughs> fight his own fights. He gets paid a salary to fight his own fights on the message boards. All right. Uh, let's get into the transfer portal a little bit more. Let's get through some names, all of that. But before we do that, let's give a quick shout out to our friends over at Lucy.co. So let me just pull everything up because I want to make sure that we don't get in trouble by the government. So um, go visit lucy.co forward slash stadium. Um, they are, they look like this. They're your nicotine pouches. Maybe they're going to help you focus on energy. Maybe they'll help you focus on just getting a little bit of an edge or a buzz off. So go visit lucy.co forward slash stadium, hundred percent pure tobacco free nicotine, five different strengths. Anywhere between two milligrams all the way up to 12. 12 is a monster. Would not recommend if you are not an active user. Cinnamon, mint, mango, wintergreen. What do I have over here? Espresso, mint. A lot of great flavors over here. Uh, so again, go check them out. Lucy.co. Tastes amazing. Flavors are outstanding. Like them all. The breakers are really, really good. Nick, I know that you've tried them uh, as well. So again, lucy.co forward slash stadium. Get 20% off of your order and always free shipping. 
Here's the fine print. This is what I was looking for. Lucy products are only for adults of legal age and every order is age verified. Warning, this product does contain nicotine and nicotine is an addictive chemical. All right, let's get for into... What? For shizzle. In the for shizzle. Where's the Dave Chappelle? Or Snoop Dogg. All right. So let's get speaking of Snoop Dogg. Will Harris got his start coaching, uh, I think, with Snoop Dogg's youth uh, youth teams. So I know he bought the culture, man. Bro, there you go. That rolled it all in. Yeah, a little bit there. All right. Good fun fact, Nick. I like that fact, Nick. Dan, that's a dandy fact. Come in. We need to dandy lies hit better. Your lies. Dandy lies. Let's see here. Looking at the comments, see if there's anything else. Again, Super Chat will get you definitely read on the show. All right. So uh, since last week, uh, Princey, Umed Milan, and Trevor Etienne were the two big names that have hit the transfer portal, uh, both still looking for their home. Uh, gentlemen, I want to get your thoughts on Princely. want to get your thoughts on Trevor. Obviously, both still have the opportunity to come back if they wanted to. Um, I know Trevor Etienne's mom got into it with some of the weirdos on Twitter. Um, but uh, what do you guys man. think about uh, – let's start with Princely first. Give me your thoughts. Princely surprising um, just because I thought he would go to the NFL. Um, right. And this is just my opinion. I don't know that this is – factual or not but like if he's not going to the nfl that i would make me think he didn't get the the response he wanted back from filing his paperwork and then you'd have to wonder okay does he think he's just not going to get developed here uh does he think that the team's not going to be good next year and they won't win he wants to go somewhere to win the developed question is like well, who was going to develop him? You have no idea. He doesn't have a. He doesn't have yeah, a position. I, have a I guess. I guess Mike P is his coach. Mike P is the edge coach, so yeah. he does have a coach. Okay. He does know who his coach is. Um, so those would be my questions, and I think that's the shocking part to me was that he chose the portal um, instead of the NFL. Uh, so that's that's just me, I guess, like letting you inside my my, my brain, trying to figure out why that would be. So uh, but so haven't he- spoken to him. He's from Texas. Sean Spencer, connection back to Texas. You think Texas A and M might be a a place for him? Or have you interesting? Is I think he was. Like, I think he was well, closer Sean, Sean to. Spencer's not his coach, though, right? No, I know, but he still has a relationship. He could be, he, he, Sean Spencer. So Sean Spencer. There was a for his for, Sean Spencer's first year. He coached. Yeah, the, he right. coached him. Yes, uh, last year they made a switch, and Mike P took all of the outside linebackers and edge. So he Princeton was coached by both of them. I think, uh, you know, Princely, it's a little tricky because it's, it's, in my opinion, for him, it's a little bit business and a little bit personal. You know, he had a rough year dealing with fans and all of that stuff. So, I just we got to be just real about that situation. It's hard to play for a, a, a team because the fans do impact some of this stuff. And his mentions be crazy, uh, right or wrong. If you think you're right and going to his mentions, then that's your opinion. I don't really care. But I'm pretty sure that's weighing in it. Like, you want to play for a team that's positive and encouraging you and not you got to battle with the trolls from rivals and the trolls from your own fan base. And it's also business. So it's a little personal, a little business. Weigh your options. Lane Kiffin, like, he got some great interests. Like, if fans got mm-hmm. their opinion on he stinks and he needs to go and he got a problem. Bro, our problem right now is people think Georgia's good just because of their starters. No, Georgia's good because they can rotate and not have no drop-off. 
Like I like what we're bringing in the uh, the Brian Taylor kid, the JUCO yeah. kid. I love his film. I love what he can be as a pass rusher. But you need guys that can rotate and have depth to be able to compete because of injuries. Think about the transfers we left that are balling other places at the same position that Princely play- plays. So even if Princely is not hitting on all cylinders, when he comes out the game, the next guy up is is, is going because he's been on campus a few years, been through the program. But you got to build depth. So Princely is in the transfer portal. I think regardless of what we land, recruiting-wise, that we're feeling good about Brian Taylor, we need him back from a depth perception. Like, you got, you need guys. You can't just have good starters in this league and be good. You need a whole depth chart and not be relying on true freshmen when, when, a, when, a, when a senior goes down, man. Yeah, smash that like button. You got like 300 people in here hanging out and a few likes. Don't be a hater all your life, man. Change, change your life a little bit. But that's how that's my perspective perspective on Princely is that we need depth. You can't run those guys away. You know, running back is an easier position to to fill in. Etn leaving uh, is definitely not something you want to see. It's crazy on optics losing a guy like that. Yeah. And there's a lot of Georgia smoke right now with that. So that's just crazy on optics. Probably but it's is that's also a business move as well. You know, mm-hmm. like this is what the league. This is what college football is now. Like players are going to enter that free agency if they have significant value. Teams like Georgia, Texas, you know, guys that are in the playoffs, they're still going to be trying to upgrade their rosters as well and go pick off teams that probably didn't make the playoffs, that probably, you know, not getting the reps that they want. So this is just what it is. You know, I don't think it's a whole lot of personal with ETN. I just think it's business. But running back is an easier position to fill in the portal than an edge rusher. Mm-hmm. But you, um, Ed, I mean, that, that, that room's okay. I, I like that room. Uh, Jack Pyburn got to see what his timeline mm-hmm. is with his knee surgery. Um, you also have, I mean, you've got Cameron James, TJ Searcy, Kelby Collins, Justice Boone. So you've got four guys, um, at that spot. Yeah, uh, Brian, Brian Taylor, Taylor. <laughs> Brian Taylor, who's going to be committing, this uh, week. I think he told Corey either Monday or Tuesday. Um, if you add him, I, I I like that kid a lot. I think he's going to be good. So, like, that room's okay. Um, I don't need to be okay because we got no sacks. Like, we struggle with sacks. So, that mm-hmm. room is not okay. We need guys that go get guys. Like, everybody's saying Princely's not that yeah. guy. We we used to, 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 to the, uh, you know, Dante Fowlers, the Javon Curtis, John Grenards, bro. Like, somebody could get off on the edge and go get the quarterback. And we don't have those guys right now. Can Brian Taylor be that type of guy? Cool. Yeah, possibly, but. You, you need that no drop off. And I think those young boys have that potential. But what I seen last year don't don't encourage me to say, mm-hmm. yeah, we got pass rushes. We just don't mm-hmm. right now. We didn't get out to the passer at all. Yeah. So and then Trevor Etienne, we mentioned it. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people, you know, are connecting him to to Georgia. Um, you know, again, you know, that's a, that's a decision. That's a, a winning decision. Right. Um but uh, but yeah, no, certainly wish the best of luck. I think we talked about on the the show last week that you know Nick, you just mentioned it too. Probably a bigger optical loss. Obviously, he's very talented. Struggled with pass blocking uh, at the University of Florida. Certainly wasn't perfect uh, as a uh, as a running back. But uh, you know, definitely appreciate his uh, his two years. Um, you know, at the University of Florida, he he wore the jersey proudly, and you know he gets the opportunity to go somewhere else the same way. Uh, a lot of players. I mean, make no mistake about it. The running back room is better with him in it. I just yeah. think that oh, for the sure. running back. I just think the running back room is is will be fine. 
Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I liked Cam Carroll. I think that the Gators will probably go get somebody else as well. Um, and I know that they're still recruiting Jordan Baugh, who's the uh, the Arkansas command. I think that Kalen Daniels is really good. And I think what you saw to Trey Unweb, you know, there's certainly an opportunity, you know, for improvement there. But uh, you know, get Lachlan Johnson back. What we need a line. Like we could get we could get Barry yeah. Sanders back there, bro. You know, Emmett Smith. You could bring whoever you want to, but nobody's what ETN did good was just to give him his flowers. And I'm with you, Chris. It may be a little personal with ETN. I'll take that back. I'll, I'll step that back. It may be a little personal if he's going to Georgia. But what you're missing with ETN is a guy that can make somebody miss, like if somebody's right there in his face when he get the ball. Like he was good. He had moves to make people miss. And I don't know if our other guys have that. But most importantly, what makes good running backs is good lines. We got to improve the offensive line. I don't care who's back there. Yeah. Facts. So factual, factual. So let's get into a little bit of a running list of uh of those that have visited during the uh the transfer portal. Um shout out to uh to Keith to I don't want to sound smart. I am smart, Francisco. Oh, very good. Very good. Um all right, so a lot of names here. Uh, let's go through some of them. Uh, Will Lee, the third is a cornerback, um, that I know a lot of Gator fans got excited about uh, from Kansas state. He, yes, I was just going to say, he ultimately did not, um, decide to, uh, to come to the university of Florida. Uh, I believe, like you said, Nick, that he did commit to Texas A&M. Yep. So I just wanted to confirm that that was a name people were talking about. Um, Cameron Martinez is a name. He's a safety from Ohio State uh, that Gator fans are, are looking at. Oregon defensive back, uh, Traquise Bridges, uh, I think was on campus this weekend, uh, 16 tackles, uh, 91 over his career, four interceptions, uh, has one year of eligibility left. Um, let's see. Don't don't like the uh, the defensive back action there. It just gives me RJ Moten vibes a little bit. What Martinez yeah. and um, Penn graduate transfer defensive tackle Joey Slackman was in uh, in town this week. Was an All Ivy League player. Uh, offers Arizona, Miami, Michigan, Missouri, UNC, Washington, and Oregon State. Uh, he visited. Seemingly went really well. Um, but again, he's a guy that's going to look at multiple schools as well. Um, some other names, <coughs> pardon me, uh, DeAndre Jules, the defensive lineman uh, from Pitt, uh, was in town, six foot three, three hundred and ten pounds. Uh, started all twelve games, six at defensive tackle, um, twenty four tackles, seven and a half tackles for loss, two sacks, and a forced fumble. Um, is it Chamire Dyke? from wisconsin uh also is visiting also visited the gators uh as well uh 19 catches 328 yards one touchdown uh he in the year before with graham mertz 47 receptions for 689 yards uh a lot of other names that are out there but those are some names uh now any names that uh stick out to you guys uh that i did not mention Nick, you're muted. One, Graham Mertz, left tackle from Wisconsin, Trey Wiedig. Okay. Uh, right. Entered the transfer portal. Um, go get him. That's the guy I was talking about. I, I was making sure he was in the portal. Um, that's the guy that I would say you would throw at left tackle. 
start, six foot seven, three hundred pounds. Um, you'd be able to move Austin Barber back to right tackle, um, where I thought he played better as a redshirt freshman than he did as a redshirt sophomore on the other side. Um, and then you've got some young guys. Like you still need help. You still need to go get guys. But I think uh, if you can get Trey Wedd, we dig. Um, who has Graham Mertz been talking to him? Because players can uh, talk to each other. Uh, they've got longstanding friendships. Uh, that's not tampering, uh, or that's legal tampering. Um, so uh, that's, that's a guy. That's a guy. Hey, that's if I'm if I'm <sighs> making a players of need, I put him at number one for Florida right now. There's a strong connection there. Um, with Mertz uh, and an obvious need uh, at offensive tackle. Yeah. Um, and then Shamiri uh, DK, Reed Smith, uh, Shamiri DK, not Dyke. Um, <laughs> we're we're just like, like, hey, wait. So Dan, Dan, Dan was like, am I saying that right? And Silk and I were like, listen, brother, if you want to yeah. jump into the fire, we're not following yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, Go yeah. ahead. My, uh, my apologies, Mr. DK. Xavier, uh, sorry, his cousin? Used to be on staff with the Gators. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, linebacker, University of Georgia. Uh, Nick, you've been beating this drum on Ja'Cory Brooks, the uh, Alabama wide receiver uh, as well. So, again, some names. Uh, if, I know Will. Florida – so I, I, I was told that Florida was trying to get him. And listen, like I say, Florida's trying to get him on campus and then he doesn't show up last weekend. People are like, this staff sucks. Like, listen, there could be a thousand reasons – why uh it's it's finals week uh there could be a thousand reasons why something doesn't happen um he can come midweek uh he can come tuesday tomorrow he can come wednesday he can come on the weekend um pause. when he wants to come on campus pause sorry my bad Yeesh. uh whenever he wants to show up on campus um you accept him and i think if, if florida can get him on campus um they'll have a good shot yeah, he's a kid who I don't remember his recruitment. You probably remember it better than me, but like there was Brooks. something like he, yeah, like he was gonna be coming to Florida. Something happened. We felt good because he had family on campus or whatever, but it got a little weird. I think with reporting it, some leaked out, whatever it may mm -hmm. be. Uh, I do think it, our receiver, if your receiver, Florida looks attractive with what Ricky Pearsall, Eugene Wilson, what they've done. Like it's not what it was last year when we was trying to find guys in the portal. Right. So I, I do think. Regardless of the record, if you're a wide receiver, you know you go put up some gaudy numbers. Uh, if you're mm -hmm. wide receiver one, two in this yeah. offense, and, and you got a quarterback, a lot of these yep. Florida State, Miami, a lot of other people that are looking for talent in as far as wide receivers don't have stability at the quarterback position. So, um, that's one thing we do have in our favor. And, and what Graham Mertz did on the field should help you getting those guys. Like he, he proved himself. Um, I mean, I was sitting here, um, being a hater on Graham Mertz, maybe. Um, maybe. Like Graham Mertz has <laughs> earned has earned his flowers, um, earned my respect. Like Graham Mertz should be an attractive quarterback for skill position players, receivers, tight ends to want to come to the University of Florida, uh, especially when you look at the depth chart receiver and you think, okay, listen, if I'm a junior, I can start over this redshirt freshman for sure. I can do that. That's yeah. got to be the mindset of the guy in the portal. I'm not saying that. Those guys stink on Florida's roster. Just trying to think of a thousand different ways what I say will be spun. But like as as a redshirt senior, redshirt junior receiver, you got to look at Florida's roster and think I have a good shot to come. 
and and catch passes from a proven. Jeez, Louise, Nick. All right, boys. Um, same corner next week, same time. Um, really, well, just stumbling today. Jeez. Um, Will Shepard from Vanderbilt, uh, also in the portals. That guy that uh, you think Florida might go after? I'd like to. I like Will Shepard. Somebody said outside the false stars, George wasn't terrible. I don't want to like read all the comments, but I don't know what games y'all were watching. Um, we need all the help we can at at offensive line, uh, defensive line. I, I do think like this thing could be could look totally different. I know we got a lot of space eaters, but you get Joey Slagman on campus. Uh, you get uh, the guy from Pitt. I don't know where we at because he didn't. I don't think he did even an exit interview with On Three, did he? Right. So but if you could get those two guys and you get the Brian Taylor kid, you keep Uman Nealon, you know, like and what we already got with Cam Jackson and, and, and everybody else in that defensive line, like you can reload that room and, and make it look a little bit different. Cause I think we were just missing some explosion and, and get off. And Slackman obviously looked different than the defensive tackles we got on campus. Like somebody was saying, mm, yeah. man, he looks small. I was like, nah, he's just in shape. <laughs> he's just like not fat, he's but he's three hundred pounds. No, real shit. Like he's just he's 300 pounds. Like he's a six four, six mm. five, three hundred pound defensive tackle, but he looks different because he's more Sharif Floyd, Dominique Easley than he is Cam Jackson and Desmond Watts. So that could provide some different flavor and and get off in our in our defensive tackle room. And that defensive line could look different. Yeah, and that's that's frustrating to me, is that if you if you know you're gonna make moves on the coaching staff. We're here two weeks later with no movement, and, and you're nine days away from the early signing period. You're yeah. hosting high school and portal recruits. Urgency is you get, trash. You get a guy like Joey Slackman on campus. Hey, who's going to be my coach? <laughs> About that, buddy. Like, let's uh, – we got your contact. We'll get in touch with your people and let you – like, what do you, what are we do? What are you doing here? Like, I think we, I think this is my take on that, though. I'm not, unless not unless this – real quick. Unless, the, unless you've asked eight people and eight people have said no, like, what are you doing? Like, why is there not – why don't you have a complete staff yet? I think because the players knew who the DB coach was before. The recruits knew who the DB coach was before. I mean, the fans don't know. We don't know, but they knew. They were sending the interviews and the exit interviews who mm -hmm. the DB coach was you know, before it got really announced. So I think if he brought D lineman, I would hope, I would hope that if you bring Joey Slackman in, defensive lineman like that in the portal, you brought a couple in, that you could tell them, hey, it's Jess Simpson or it's whoever it may be, you know, shout out to well, the white boys. And you, and you don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, like, I hire people all the time, right? People sometimes have change of hearts. People that you mm -hmm. thought have interest might not. The person that you might have had interest in before might have had a different opportunity, or maybe they didn't want to uproot their family, right? Or maybe the timing is still, there's still a little bit of waiting game. You don't know what might be happening behind the scenes to say, I just, I don't prescribe to the idea that Billy Napier and this staff are just like twiddling their thumbs in the transfer portal in recruiting and in coaching, just saying, oh, we're, we're just going to figure it out. Got to clock in at nine, clock out at five, and hope that we get enough done to get my hour lunch break in between. Like, I just don't think that. I think that there's a lot more that goes into it. There's a lot of posturing. There's agents involved. There, there's just a lot more, like, I'm probably, like, I put my foot in my mouth all the time with my, my optimism and my positivity. But from an Sorry. operational perspective, 
like it, some of these things do take a little bit of time, right? And I know that some coaching staffs have been filled out and I know that some have hired a lot of staff members, but a lot of that stuff gets done in the pre-work of before that person getting the offer. Um, I just don't think that that Florida is just like sitting on their thumbs trying to, to trying to figure it out. I, I think that Florida's defensive line coach will be announced soon. I think that you go in in a recruitment of Joey Slackman and you say, hey, these are who we're looking at. This is who we're talking to. This is what their experience, this is what their background is and, and how that fits in. I just I know that it's very easy to be negative. Somebody here just said it's been weeks without any good news. Sean Simmons, I, I just got you're a DB coach. You, that was good I, news. I just, I just don't know. We got a kicker last week. Like, what are we talking Woo! about? Yeah, we, we got Hunter talk about and that. kicker. Coach Hunter Couch pulled kicker. up. Coach Couch pulled up, man. Punter kicker. Like, what's Jeez, up? I know please, bad news, man. but let me throw y'all a little. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, no, I, I think us, that man. this will all get figured out in the next few days. I think that you guys will, some will be happy, some will be upset. There will be memes made, but at the end of the day, like I just don't think that Florida, uh, the University of Florida, and everybody that's involved is just trying to piss you off with with time. He's looking for a DB coach as well right now, right? And they haven't gotten one. I'm pretty sure that that of course Kirby coaches DBs, but still, like it ain't quick. Like we just want it because we're in a different type of spot than other programs. And I get like. I get frustrated with the urgency of, especially in recruiting. Like, I'm looking at Fasami like, man, he may flip it to Texas. Like, get somebody in here. I, I be feeling that anxiety uh, as a fan as well. Same thing with D-line, but, you know, just let it play out. We'll see yeah. how it all works, man. There's I do know that that this staff isn't – they don't really – they don't care to, to, you know, appease fans with how they move. You know, I know Urban used to have something in the tuck for when some shit happens. I don't know if that the staff at this point – care about this staff this, this this staff did you, you remember yeah, like at first when, yeah when they, when they first started anytime there was like so and so decommitted there was like a coaching staff hire or you know another person in the army hired and, and there there always seemed to be that um it does seem that there's like longer stretches going but like listen i think it, it's a bottom line business you're making decisions this off season that will directly impact your job status for one year from now. Like if, if these hires aren't right and Florida goes six and six, I don't think Billy Napier is the head coach in 25. Mm -hmm. So like you're making like decisions, you're making decisions right now that have to be right. Right. So um, Rick Flair, shout out to Rick Flair. He lives a block Woo! away from me. So if you are the Rick Flair, what's up? Um, nobody ever <laughs> heard of the Slackman dude before this week. It's hard to get fired up. Um, one of the top Bro, guys in transfer portal at the position. All like Ivy, Fisk. you're not in the scouting department. Uh, I'm not trying to be critical, Silk. I want you to go, but I'm not trying to be critical. You but I mean, you could look at Jordan Verse, right? Jordan Verse came from the Correct. University of Albany, right? And nobody had heard of him. He had a great freshman year. All of a sudden, he goes and makes the, the transfer. The Fisk guy from Western Michigan, who was also at Florida State this year, nobody had really heard of him. He enters a transfer portal. He's really highly ranked, comes in, and has a great year at the university or at Florida State University, right? There's more to it than I, I don't imagine that you watch a lot of Penn versus Brown football games, right? To know, but those that do watch and those that are scouting, know and appreciate his his ability and that's why he has all of these suitors after him yeah some things just don't change right offers is offers yeah like same thing with high school recruiting when, when 
kid, you just look at the offer list. Like Slackman offer list is everybody in the country is after him right now. Big dog. And you just everybody wants to like, hey, let's spend the block on Chris Bogle. Bogle hasn't done anything, but it's just names that we know. It makes you comfortable. Same thing with coaching hires. Like people be wanting familiar names that they know around, you know, and they can say, oh, it's a splash hire or it's a splash kid. Uh, go check out that Slackman's film. Do your own research. Look at his offer list. He's leaving us to go to Michigan, a team in the playoffs. Like that's his next visit is Michigan. If 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 a playoff team is out there, like we definitely need to be out there, right? So some of this is just saying the same principles apply for like from high school to the transfer portal. Who's offering? Who are we in competition with? Perfect. Uh, let's look. Anybody else? A lot of couple negative people driving through. Brandon, hey man, let's, um, good. let's talk about it. Yeah, Brandon Alger, zero commits from this weekend in case anybody's uh, counting. I think that there will be commits from this weekend. Uh, you remember remember that visit back in July where they had all those players come and everybody deemed it a failure because none of them committed. And then like a month later, you had like seven of them in that class. Yeah, That's what, what it kind of reminds me of. Do I think that Florida's going to get all four or five guys that were on campus? No. Do I think that they will probably get one or two? I do. Uh, do I think that these guys are wanted by a lot of other schools? Yeah. Um, there's just very few people that only visit one place, right? You'll go visit one place. You'll go another place for two days, a couple days later, another place, a couple days after that, and make a decision. A lot of these guys are, you know, have rubrics of what they're looking for an opportunity and, and you have to let them go look at what their options are. I mean, you got to negotiate business too. like yeah. Billy could Billy could sell the program all he want, but I got to still figure out what's my salary. I got to negotiate those type of numbers and see it ain't committing like it was before in the past. So even if the guys are committing on certain campuses, they might have seen a number that they liked that day at, 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 on that visit and say, yeah, let's go ahead and get this thing. I commit. But a lot of these people are still going to talk some business and, and leave that campus. And then things get done like over the summer, things come into fruition a little bit later. I'm not saying that the case, but you just got to think this is, isn't just committing to a football team. This is also business. And that guy's coming from Ivy League. He's smart. I don't think he's going to make emotional decisions wired a little different but yeah um, nature, doesn't nature don't gator. feel good that he's going to to michigan after leaving here for sure nature gator nick's um nick's friend nature gator here said watch slackson's post visit <laughs> it, it, our interview our video sorry that's one intelligent nick's football man. player <laughs> sorry um wow. uh, reading wow. the comments while posting that so yeah so uh no joey slackman's good gator. he's got nature gator's approval too and that's, that's my uh, guy man that's <laughs> email email the owner of the company I work for because I blocked it because I muted him on Twitter. That's why. And Nature Gator showed up to a, a, a roll up network focus group on some stuff. Man, cool guy, nice guy in real life, man. Yeah. yeah. How old? How old is Nature Gator? I'm not gonna give away any. Yeah, if he yeah, wants to on, disclose yeah, that, then, you're then toxic people. That's that's, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's what FSU fans do. Nick, I mm, oh, that was wild. Um, JP Alger is the fan Bolden was talking about. JP also said no, uh, earlier said no, say, say no to being a Twitter weirdo, something like Bro, that. So what is that picture? Back. What is that? Put that back up. What is that? What picture? Do you mean? That's Billy Napier. I like with it, man. A, uh, <laughs> Bro, that's crazy. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Billy bought that life. Bro, he got the Jordan tattoo on his forehead. If I ever see anybody <laughs> with that tattoo, I'm calling the cops. 
Yeah, you know, let's see. There's a there's a few a few others. Uh, CJ hey, that person Jordan. that person's wearing uh, black forces all day. Oh, one hundred Jordan no, logo on the forehead, black fans. forces on the feet. That's it. That's it. Say no to the summertime. Thanks, JP. Um, let's see. Um, there was one more. Oh, and then CJ Dorsey has a hot list. Of Urban Meyer, Coach Prime, and Dan Lanning. So uh yeah, Urban off of there on. a little bit though. These so yeah, I'm still hire Urban, like out of touch, man. Urban's washed. That's Billy in the new GTA game. <laughs> new Grand Pump for that. So, and also, then, how do you drop the the GTA trailer and be like, oh yeah, by the way, it's coming out in 2025? That's nuts, up. man. Grow up, release the game. We've been waiting a decade. I and like then Kerry the Howard, thank you, Dan. I appreciate you, Kerry Howard. Um, and then let's see, Joe, call you want, but Alger's going to be proven white. Seen enough to know what's going to happen next. Thanks, Alger. When you speak to when you speak about yourself in third person, like in a in a in a YouTube chat, that shit just hit different. That's nuts. <laughs> and then Nate the Gator let us know he's retired to UF and Northwestern NBA. Uh, oh, wrong Nature Gator on then. the Rainbow River. <laughs> that wasn't a Nature Gator that showed up to 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 the focus group. It's two Nature Gators apparently, because this this guy wasn't uh, retired or NBA. Well, maybe, maybe he did a really good job. You know, maybe well, this, this nature gator thought I was making maybe. fun of Graham really Mertz because I said murder Mertz one time on the show, and then uh, our our boy Harrison clipped it. So it I, stuck I though. Murder Mertz is di- it hit different now though. It murder does, Mertz it does. different. It does it does different now. Now. Yeah. All right. What else do we got? Uh, we got a quick shout out to uh, to Homefield Apparel. Go visit Homefield Apparel. Uh, I think I was reading today that if you order by no, December 13th and they ship it to you, FedEx, UPS, they promise that they will have it to you by Christmas. Those are FedEx and UPS things. So go check out uh, Homefield Apparel. Use promo code State Miguel at checkout. 15% off. University of Florida vintage uh, logos, as well as a bunch of different schools. About 100 different schools are launching new ones each and every week. So go check them out. Homefieldapparel.com, promo code Stadium and Gale at checkout. All one word, 15% off of your order. So do that soon, next couple days here. A great gift to get for anybody. Okie dokie 84, Brinks University. What happened? Oh, yeah, he's talking about Walter Nolan. Walter Nolan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Walter bags, Nolan man. is looking for some big bags. Big bags. And I know somebody in the chat earlier was saying, "Where is Hugh Hathcock's checkbook right now?" He has not been the uh, driving force behind Flores NIL. No, he hasn't. Bit conjuring. Sur- man. Surprisingly, somebody in the Jacksonville area, Nick, is. So I may cool off on the slander. Cool off you may want to cool off yeah. it regardless, brother. Yeah, no. Dan, no, no Dan's going to start looking at timeshares in Duval Yo, County. Did you guys I'm see that? I, I had a pretty funny tweet the protection other day. in Duval County. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a pretty funny tweet um, the other day about Jacksonville. Some people got upset, but for the most part, got a lot of likes. Um, all right, get, gentlemen, uh, we are getting uh, to the end of our show here. Uh, let's talk a little bit about recruiting. Uh, we mentioned the name Brian Taylor. Uh, he is a defensive uh, uh, lineman uh, from the junior college ranks, and um, he – just got a uh, recruiting prediction machine pick 
by Corey Bender. Uh, he is from Blinn Community College. You will remember Blinn Community College. That's where uh, Cam Newton transferred. Cam. Uh, transferred to. It's it's relatively close to uh, to uh, to Texas A and M there, but uh, he is a three star um, JUCO player. We don't get a lot of JUCO talk anymore, especially with the transfer portal. Yeah. Um, but he's the number fourteen overall player uh, in the country. Rivals has him ranked as the number four player uh, in JUCO, but a number four overall edge player. Uh, in the country. So Brian, that's B-R-I-E-N, Taylor, uh, has offers from Florida, Auburn, Georgia, Tennessee, uh, Oregon, to name a few, uh, was being recruited by Sean Spencer. Obviously, that has uh, changed. Um, but again, uh, that is uh, a name to be looking out for. And Nick mentioned earlier this week that he mm -hmm. could be committing in the next couple of days. Yeah, depending on when you're listening to this, if you're watching uh, on YouTube, listening live, uh, it could come Monday. If you're listening to this on your favorite podcast streaming service, uh, it could also be coming Tuesday. Um, good, really good player. Uh, but yeah, like Portal's kind of like killed. Um, yeah, prep school and Juco. Juco, prep school and Juco a little bit. Um, but it is what it is. I think this would be a good. This would be a good one. We already kind of talked about him a little bit. When we were talking about you know Princely in in that edge room, um, but would be a huge addition. <clears throat> Corey Bender just put in a uh, RPM pick for Florida uh, for him. I mentioned that. Uh, <laughs> my bad. Tough day for me, man. Tough day. Had a lot of coffee already, but tough day. Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's fine. Um. And uh, I think that'd be a, a good pickup for Florida. We also talked to him yesterday after his visit, and he kind of said, play anywhere, stand up edge, uh, play the three, play the five. They said that they can see him playing everywhere. Uh, and Billy Napier told him that he loves that kind of versatility that he sees uh, in his tape. A specimen. Like, George is, is, is the real competition right there. Um, I put up a picture on my Twitter account, which is private now. But you know, if you want access, mm -hmm. you know, you got to pay the, the the fee of uh, a follow and uh, approval. It's like getting into UF these days; kind of tough. But um, you got to get those guys like in the fold, man. You know, specimens like that, like just don't grow on trees. Uh, love is get off. Uh, love for where you pause. Woo. Uh, love how many different spots and roles that he can play, man. So. This is a must-win situation, and also, like I say, I want to keep Umi. Load my room up. I need guys that could just be flexible, rotate, get to the get to the passer, dog. Like for yeah. sure. Yep. So that's definitely a a name to be looking out for. Uh, I know Jameer Grimsley is a name that a lot of Gator fans keep asking about. A couple in the chat here. Uh, Alabama uh, feels good. Uh, there, but UF is continuing to recruit, and Will Harris will be visiting with Austin Armstrong and Billy Napier. Um, Amaris Williams, the uh, the edge commit, uh, did officially visit Auburn this past weekend. LJ McCray, I believe, was at Auburn as well. Mm -hmm. uh, he Amaris Williams is also going to uh, visit Georgia. Uh, so a lot of optimism in Gainesville still about Amaris Williams. But again, when you go to visit those two schools, you have to keep it up. Um, Four-star safety Gregory Smith is also mm -hmm. committing, I believe, on Wednesday of this week. I know Florida loves is really it. good. Awesome. Love him. Loves him uh, as well. 
Uh, Zay Mincy uh, is going to be visited by the Florida staff on Wednesday. That's a name that uh, has stuck around for the entire recruiting cycle. So he's going to get the opportunity to meet uh, Will Harris. Um, some other names, Jordan Ball, we mentioned he's committed to Arkansas, visited this past weekend uh, as well. Um, and he's going to be pulling up with Billy Napier and Jabbar Jaluk on Tuesday of this week. Mike Williams, Fletcher Westfall getting visits. And then Xavier Filosame is the name that everybody is hopeful, optimistic, depending on the chat. I know a lot of people are going to say that he's a flip. He's going to Texas, all of that. Um, but I know there's still some positivity uh, in Gatorland. What are your guys' thoughts on uh, some football recruiting? Yeah, I think it's, 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 it's Grimsley, you just love that he's still showing any type of interest at this point. Bama's in the playoffs. Nick Saban is is DB GOAT, Go. you know, like head coach GOAT. Um, just the success, and he spoke about that with on three and them guys about mm. the stability and you know what you get from Georgia. I mean, what you get from Bama and what and what UF offers right now with the instability and you know the revolving door head coach. But I like that that he's just still entertaining it. He's still letting us come into his home. He grew up a Gator fan. It sounds like he's trying to find a reason to go to UF, but it's logic may play its part. Hopefully, we can get some emotions, and he makes an emotional decision and comes to the University of Florida. We'll see what how uh, our, our defensive back coach get in there if he can hit it out of the park. Um, don't feel good about Fisami right now. Another you you're going against a team that's another team that's in the playoffs. Uh, Texas, where they could provide you know bag wise, we know Texas everything in Texas. They got, they got big bags out there. They love football a lot. It mean it means more. So it's a lot of reason for for Fisami to go out there. Does he still want to be close to his native home in Orlando? You know, the relationship, he hasn't decommitted yet, so there's some hope, but it don't look and feel good right now with Phil Sonny. Yeah, I would I would uh, prepare myself for that one. I've already, I've already, you know, it hit different. Yeah, I mean, it might be like signing day, but I would prepare myself. Prepare yourself for that one. So you get your class calculators out and uh, figure it, figure out what the class looks like. Without respect, it's respect my decision season. It is. All right, gentlemen. Uh, any final thoughts? Obviously, if things come up over the next couple of days, uh, up until next Monday's episode, we will do a pop-up show uh, with any breaking news or worthwhile information. Um, is Dan at a rave? Why is it flashing? Most yeah, your background. Your background has been. Oh yeah, strobe lights, bro. <laughs> uh, I wish. No, I think that's just the uh, the background, the blur background uh, going on. So, I uh, know I wish I was at a rave. One on uh, twelve twenty nine. Uh, James hype going to that one. Um, yeah, I right, think Jen, um, one last thing. I think um, Austin Maddox. I would expect him. He is uh, one of two Texas A M quarterbacks. I, I would expect him to flip to Ole Miss today. Just took just coming off a visit. Uh, they got a new coaching staff. They've got a bunch of Ole Miss guy. More, more. They're just hoarding them. Like next next season of hoarders is going to have Lane Kiffin with seventy five quarterbacks uh, in his living room. Um, Texas A M will kick the tires on DJ Lagway. I think Already DJ's have. solid. I think yeah. I think DJ's solid. Um, but just letting you know when it, you'll start to see it on social media when when this quarterback is either processed or flipped. However. 
whoever, which depending on which side is going to spin it their way. Um, Texas A&M currently does not have like room for another quarterback, but once uh, this news drops with Maddox, I think this week, um, uh, prepare yourself for social media to start talking about Texas A&M coming after DJ Lagway. I think Florida's done uh, enough there. Great relationship with Ryan O'Hara, Billy I'm Napier, safe. and and especially Joe Hamilton, Big Joe. Shout out to him. Mm. Um, and uh, I think Florida should be good. Also, one more shout out because I mentioned Florida doesn't have a D-line coach. Shout out to Callie James. Um, he's someone who I've loved watching coach on the field. He's super passionate, um, super, super technical. Um, so I wanted to just give him his props. Like he's out on the road right now doing the job of the on-field coach. So um, shout out to him. Probably a great learning experience for him to be able to go and do this. Um, he's going to be a position coach, on-field position coach in, in the near future. That's awesome. Yeah, um, Lagway's safe. Uh, A&M didn't waste any time. They've already you know, been all in on the Lagway train, just what I know behind the scenes. Like, the moment Elko got that job, they've been after him. So it's not going to – like, Twitter may have, oh, like, their conspiracies when when somebody flip or decommit from uh, Texas A&M quarterback room, but they've been all in on him the entire time. It's not, it's not a Rashada situation. Um, mm-hmm. The Lagways move a little bit different. We're close to – he's an early enrollee. The car is just stacked with us, and I just know from behind the scenes we're solid there. Uh, Lagway is the ultimate leader. I don't even think we, we get a lot of smoke there with that, man. It's just going to be fans. Some of our own fans are wishing on our downfall, which is weird. But Yeah. To, to, yeah. <clears throat> fan how you fan. I don't want no problem. I, I, think, I think it's just people want Billy Napier out, and they'll, like whatever means they think – will expedite that process is what they will start hoping for, which is weird. To me, it's weird, but like you said, fan how you want to fan. Yeah, there's a a question earlier. Patrick, I just wrote a comment saying that we look really excited, really exited to this interview. I don't don't know. Come back. He was asking about where do you guys think this class finishes overall? It's hard for Um, me to know, man. Yeah, yeah. Like you're going to drop outside of the top five if you take Phil Simi out. I think you hold on to LJ McCray. I think you hold on to DJ Lagway. Um, I just don't know what else. Like, do you flip Jameer Grimsley? Grimsley? Is that how you say it? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of agree with Silk there, too. Like, he, it seems like he's looking for a reason to come to Florida. Um, Cause logically, it don't make sense for him to still be entertaining us. Like, right. Right. Now. Like, right. But he continues teams. to do it. Yeah. Right. Um, Inviting us. That'd be, home, that'd be a good official. get. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think, I, and I don't know how we do it. I'll, I'll, I can ask somebody and, and can figure it out. Um, but I don't know how we do it. I think the signing class is kind of locked up. The transfer portal class is going to be bigger to me. So I don't know how you calculate transfer portal signing classes with the regular high school signing classes. Because when we're saying that Florida's five, that's just the high school class. It doesn't include the transfer mm-hmm. portal. I think the transfer portal is going to play a much bigger role in 2024, which then will make whatever happens in high school-wise important because if you don't perform well in 24, you're going to have a new coaching staff most likely in 25, and then the 24 class, are they even on campus anymore? Or are they in the portal? So mm. I think the transfer portal class, with based on, based on how I think that the 
the recruits in the high school class are pretty much locked up outside of the one we've spoken about a bunch. Um, the transfer portal class is much more important Absolutely. right now. For him to survive. Like somebody asked me in the comments, uh, are we getting the pieces to do? Do I think we get the pieces to survive? Mm-hmm. Um, O-line, it all comes down to O-line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, us being able to protect Graham Mertz, us being able to run the ball, be competent in that manner. And, you know, the, like, I like the traction we're getting the defensive line, but we still got to land it. It's, it's going to depend on the portal if Billy's going to survive. And also offensive coordinators still want to see the offensive line coach move. I, I do think that happened. You know, I want a little bit more urgency and wish it would have already happened. But this is just me, my opinion, and how I'm viewing it. Don't want to lay all my thoughts out there, but I do think something happens in the O-line coaching room. And we still need an offensive coordinator. So mm-hmm. us surviving, yeah. Billy surviving another season depends on that, in my opinion. Yeah, this this comment section's been nuts today. Trying to keep up with it. Love People it. are angry. Nature Gator did say, have a nice day, Nick. Have uh, a nice day, Nature. Yeah, I want, want to make sure we hit Super Chat. Um, do you guys see us getting an offensive coordinator at this pace? From I Sam Adams. I say. We have Rick Flair and Sam Adams here today. <laughs> big big day for the show. Big day for Sam. the show. Make sure you hit the smash button. Smash the like button, um, not hit the smash button. Stop asking me about Damian George, man. I'm trying yeah, to be lots of Damian George questions in here. Uh, CJ Dorsey is getting his opinions off daily. Uh, a, a couple questions about Daylon Evans, too. So let's go back to the super chat. Do you guys think the Gators get an offensive coordinator? And Nick, I know your comment is Florida already has an offensive coordinator. So spare that. Do you guys <laughs> think that Florida makes a change in offensive coordinator? Um, the long, so I thought. Here's here's the thing. Uh, shoot, we're running out like 90 minutes. Whatever. We we it's a podcast, not a radio show. Um I think during the year, I thought if Billy Napier looks at himself and the offense and the way things run, that he would say, I'm better served being a CEO than just being so into doing the game plan, calling the plays, coaching the quarterbacks. I can do more for the program if I take some of that off my plate. Billy Napier loves breaking down film, loves evaluating players. Um, I think if he just had a job as just someone who sat in a room and evaluated players, he would like that. As Let a coach, me introduce you to an analyst role. Yeah, as a, well, they don't they don't pay the same. <laughs> um, as a as a coach and a play caller, I think that is the closest thing. Billy Napier has to his playing days, and that's fun. He loves calling plays, the chess match of going back and forth, getting a game plan, evaluating the other defense, and then developing a game plan, and and being able to call plays I think is really fun for him. The last five weeks, the last five weeks had the losses – did not have a lot to do with the offense. Sure, there were times no, when like, fun, man. And, and we talked about it, and we talked about it. Fun. Like, hey, there was a stretch against Missouri where the defense played really well, and the offense just didn't capitalize. But I could also see, I could also see Billy Napier looking at the mirror and being like, "Play calling wasn't the issue. Like we we gave up seven hundred yards to LSU. Play calling wasn't the issue. Yeah, it was the issue." I, and the longer we go, wasn't the main. Out, I'm sorry. The longer man. we go without another opening on the staff, because you have to have an opening to hire a new offensive coordinator. The longer that goes, now 
I think Rob Sale and Darnell Stapleton's contracts only run through the end of J- January. Yeah, All of the guys who are on the have an initial NFL hiring season coming up, Nick. Sure, sure, sure. The longer it goes, uh, with that caveat, which is a massive caveat, I think you might be looking more into Russ Calloway being upgraded. And we got to storm the capital. More <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> We got then we got to storm the capital. Then all this rational fan shit is out the window. If, if it's Russ Calloway for me, bro, I'm giving me a tiki torch and, and pulling up. <laughs> tiki torch. I'm just like, listen, I, 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 I said over and over and over again. I think Billy will, if he if he has an honest assessment, will say I think the program is better served without me doing that. I'm just laying out every scenario that I can think of, and you can make your own educated decision. I don't know if you've already made your decisions, but like the longer you go with it um I, that just seems to me like that might end up being the move i i, yeah, I don't know I, that I, that is the move or that's i certainly think it has not been decided yet um but i could see that and i could see us going into spring with that being the case i, I yeah um, man just not feeling it i think oh, go ahead dan get your take no, i was off. just gonna say i think the nfl hiring season is gonna create some changes on the university of florida football coaching staff I need an offensive coordinator. I don't know when that happens, uh, but if it's going to show me a lack of awareness and uh, and and trying to be successful is the end all be all goal. Um, ego of play calling, ego of you know control. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to like change my perception uh, a little bit more on mm-hmm. on Napier if he doesn't make a change in that department. Because I just think like I'm not saying he was a terrible uh, play caller in the offensive production and what we saw was. D, D, D problem but it was a problem like no it mm-hmm. wasn't like terrible but it can be a lot better um there were some times even that florida state game we should have won that game hands down we, there were some point times where we just couldn't move the ball and do certain things i don't care if it's max brown i think there's things we could have done differently with max brown creatively him running the ball it was just no chemistry and no no adjustments after florida state adjusted that half we had no answer and i think you just gotta relinquish the play calling and if you can't see that like that just that just tells me a lot and i'm gonna grab my tiki torch <laughs> yeah no I, I think that there's there's still a number of changes that are going to be made i think that there you have a, a weird timeline right of of the next couple of weeks of the transfer portal uh and with uh with recruiting but i i do think from some people that i've talked to that there's going to be changes may not be all the changes that you want uh, they definitely won't be all the changes that you want, right? Um, but at the end of the day, I, I do not think that this University of Florida coaching staff, as it exists today, will exist uh, in the same capacity on February 15th. I always play the Russ Callaway, too. No disrespect, but this is all this is University of Florida. I think highly of the university, the job. Some we need mm-hmm. a we need a play caller to come in. Like, this is my last take. I don't want to, I know we're going long here, but Yo, like if, if I got this job, like I, I'm gonna try to bring in the best play caller I can to, to to try to be successful, you know. And I think like he gotta know his seat hot. So to go back into next season with, I'm with you, Dan. Something gotta happen, offensive line coach wise as well. We'll see if I'm wrong, but I yeah. think we're gonna see some changes in the offensive line coach if it comes from the NFL level after mm-hmm. signing day. That's cool as well, but don't take me into spring practice with with the staff as it is now. 
Yeah. And again, I, I don't like to beat this drum because I, I don't know how much will change some people that I've talked to and you know, I've shared that with you guys, right? Who they are. Um, do think that there's changes that are going to be made. A couple things that I want you guys to remember is one contractual obligation. Uh, not everybody can just leave their school at any time. Um, right. For a lot of them, there is there's payouts or there's requirements for UF to pay uh, buyouts. There's all of that. A lot of those contracts, Florida has a number of them uh, that end in January, right? The end of January, Nick, right? Or middle of January, somewhere around there. January 31st through January. Yeah. So there's there's those things. Um, there's still the recruiting and I'm still a part of this team right now. Maybe I'll give you, you know, until through early signing day. Um, I don't think that we are anywhere close. I think we've maybe seen 15 or 20% of all the changes across college football from a coaching perspective um, so far. And I think you'll start to see a lot more as we get through bowl games, as we get through early signing day, as we get through the transfer portal. I, I just, I don't want to cry wolf just yet. I understand why you shouldn't necessarily believe me. I definitely understand why a lot of people don't believe Billy Napier. I just don't think that we're anywhere close to being being done yet. Yeah, Kirby Smart could call his own defense, but he got much chance. Yeah, it's not bad. And he's got the other guy. What's his name? Yeah, just you go get guys, bro. Like Kirby don't need much chance, but like if I could delegate my time elsewhere and put a brilliant mind at defensive coordinator, even though I'm a defensive guy, fuck the ego. Run that, run that, uh, must jump, and I'm gonna go do some other things. CEO, this thing, help you out when you need help. So, like, you you having and you think of yourself highly in the offensive play calling role, that's cool, but delegate that man to somebody else that's talented for sure. <laughs> CJ Dorsey, yeah, just, yeah. CJ, CJ got, the caps. He got the caps. He don't even, he ain't even got like regular. Oh, hey, cut the caps off, my boy. We 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 see it. We we've seen your stuff, man. All like yeah, bro. bro. The al- the algorithm likes uh interaction. He hey, just keep going. Make sure you hit I the got like my hot board ready. You gotta sure tell me to get mine ready. <laughs> I got prime um, on my hot board too. Shit. All right, let's see. Um, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Nick, I know you have song of the week. We've got to do a quick ad read. Any final thoughts? I mean, it was a hell of a show. I know we were a little off the rails. You guys drove drove us straight off. Um, starting from the beginning of the show, we appreciate everybody's super hey, chat. Don't I don't care how bad Billy is doing, y'all already. T- s- s- it's Mario Cristobal down there. Y'all already saying we're gonna lose to Miami? Nah, bro. I at least got to beat Miami. Then if he gets fired, he gets fired, bro. But if he does lose that game, I think he's he's out for sure. But y'all can't concede to Miami, bro. Like, we need, we need Cam to go back. We need Cam to go back. I forget what, what pod it was. My like, stop trolling yourself rant. Like you're yeah. gonna get trolled by other fan base to stop helping them and then doing it to yourself too. Oh no, that's some of our fans' bag is trolling the our own fan base. Whatever gets the notifications, it's addictive. It's like when crack hit the screens. Bro. Joe Joe M said you all pay attention to the wrong people. That's us or them. That's I don't know. Uh, I want to give like uh, Ray Holbrook a shout out. Been a Gator since 1963. Biggest problem lately has been lack of continuity. Support our team, mm, Ray. And Bro, shout Gators. out to Ray. Shout, shout out to Ray. To, yeah, shout out to Ray. That's what um, happened when we said 63. That's that wisdom. You know, Ray been around a little bit, bro. Yeah, you know Shout out to shout um, out to Ray Holbrook. And if you go you scroll back up, Nature had one um, as he and I continue to mend our 
relationship. <laughs> um, Callaway's like it was. I, I don't know if it's like full air raid, but like the offense would be very different. Now, listen, if you have an offensive line that can't pass protect, let's go West Coast. Get these balls. Pause. Get the ball out. <laughs> get the ball out quickly. Um, but that is true. Like it's it's. And, and it still could be a collaboration, just who is making those moment-to-moment, play-to-play decisions mm-hmm. uh, would would be a change. Um, Nature Gator, because you and him have been mending a relationship, he's got a question on Caden Jones. How is he yeah. developing? It's a damn bromance going on today, Nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like um, it. Yeah, I think Caden, Caden came in with the me- mentality that he needed to redshirt, um, and then that was like cemented when he got hurt. Uh, was in a, a walking boot for most of the off season. Um, so I don't know how his progression is because like once we get also, once we get into football season, like we are just, there's so much going on that like, if a guy is not playing or doesn't have the potential to play, it's kind of like on my back burner. So that's someone that um, like towards spring football time, like when they start doing their off season workouts, something that like remind me back then, um, but yeah, because of him being injured and then coming in, knowing that he was going to have to red shirt, it's just not someone that like was on, I don't think any of the beat writers radars, but someone that you'll look to, uh, once workouts start and we start asking people what's going on there. Oh yeah. We do have a couple of other things. Um, the Gators announced that they are going to be renovating, uh, their basketball yeah. practice. What a wild timing to announce that. Today the internet is melting down about the Florida Gators. No the UF football account Bro. announced that they are moving forward with an architect to renovate Florida football stadium. Um, yeah. So again, I so the, the group is called Crawford Architects in association with Gensler. So they're going to develop the renovation plan, construction, and phasing options. They most recently, well, I guess in the past, pardon me, they've worked on Lumen Field, which is where the Seahawks play, the Minnesota Vikings training facility, uh, the Penn State hockey teams. Pagula Ice Arena and the Green Monster Seating Expansion Project at Fenway Park. Uh, so they announced that at probably the not best time. Bro, so Stevie Wonder can read the room better than whoever decided to throw that out. First, I thought the punter kicker commit was wild, and then they dropped the stadium renovations. I was like, "Come on, man!" Like, bro, and then not and the then timeline? and then our dog Graham Hall. Posts right after that, uh, $8 million going to basketball's facility. And I'm just yeah, like, yeah, please, yeah. please, guys, stop. Stop with like, – unless it's unless it's like a commitment or a massive donation to like Florida Victorious or the NIL, like the, the fans did not need to know. The, the issue is you've got so many different hands. Like you need a good product on the field, and you need NIL money for that. Um you need, you don't need to upgrade the swamp. I, I'm, and some people might want to. Like, there's an older generation of guys, people who are in their 60s who have had season tickets for 40 years, might want handrails now. 
Um, no, well, want- it's not just that. No, no, no. It's not just that, Nick. If, they, if you make certain improvements, you and, have because to ADA compliance, stadium up to ADA compliance. Not the rest of the stadium. It's sections, sectioned off. Oh, real uh, hilarious, man. I'll, I'll have to to look more. Regardless, Florida would then have to make a lot of yeah. additional. <laughs> ancillary uh improvements or upgrades just to get there as well but um yeah because the swamp was built before ada compliance was federally mandated um so you're grandfathered in but yeah so the way when i talked when we talked to uh scott strickland about some of this um it was like if, if you wanted to put a you know seatbacks in you would have to do that entire section would now have to be ada compliant which is like wider steps handrails a bunch of different things that that you don't have to so in so the battle in modernizing and updating is you're going to lose seats not because scott strickland doesn't think florida fans are going to come to florida football games but because you then have to become ada compliant so you can let the stadium sit there and rot and get old but at some point when you want to upgrade it it's you're going to lose capacity unless you add like like close off the sections in the on the north side uh, or add a, a a seat a mile up in the air. Like once you become ADA compliant, like you're going to lose seats. Adam yeah, there's there's that there's that component of it, and there's also I, I don't think anything has been announced in terms of plans. Yeah, no, they? they literally just right. They just announced they're making a renovation. What if they were adding seats? No, they're not going to. Um, but I think that there's a lot of premature thoughts on what they're doing. Um, you know, the project right now is slated to be 400 million. It could be 700 million. It could be a billion. I know that there's a lot of different things uh, out there. We had Scott Strickland on the show last year. I don't know if we'll be doing that again in the future. If we do, it will be without you guys in the comment section. But, <laughs> um, that's a pre-recorded <laughs> show. Yeah, yeah, pre-recorded. It, it might look live, but that's pre-recorded. He, he, I don't know that he's Make been on something in a while. And it's you got to have on here. It's in his yeah. contract that he has to yeah, do public so, appearances. So maybe uh, we need to see if we can get him back on. Yeah. Re- regardless, uh, regardless, that won't be a live show. Yeah. yeah regardless, CJ, no, but, we just let CJ and, and Sorley, Chris Sorley, pull up, and I think everything will go fine. We just need like yeah, two yeah. Patreon members. Type. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, so uh, again, we will wait and see, but uh, the timing of it was certainly. Uh, not received well by the Gator faithful. So with that being said, let's it, it was it. like trying to be a Friday news dump though. Like it was like three 45 on a Friday. They uh, might have been just, holding it for like a week. Just, but like just the wrong bad, Friday. So. <laughs> yeah. It was a Friday news dump, but the wrong Friday. Like if they keep, Jordan, if they keep holding it, waiting on like a good time to drop it in Gator Twitter is it, it would have never happened. <laughs> That's okay. Fair. They got to drop it eventually. Like, bro, we've been holding on this shit for like a month. Like, <laughs> Um, <laughs> we got uh, uh, no laughing about handrails. Very, very important. Everybody's getting older. We all have older <laughs> parents. Um, I think Nick was no, just. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Not making a tongue in cheek yeah. comment, but if if you, yeah, took it I need way, handrails you need too. To apologize. Man. Um, isn't four hundred million dollars excessive? That's a crazy no. amount of money for renovations. That's what these things cost. Um, they're they're huge structurally. Uh, very, very, very expensive to make changes uh, from a demolition perspective all the way through uh, construction, insulation, and everything else. A lot of heavy machinery, a lot of stuff that is very expensive, a lot of workers. Um, it adds up really, really quickly. Can we just um, get like, just like 100 of it just to sit it aside for like when we want to just go crazy like George on the trail? Yeah. 
Yeah. I wouldn't mind that. Why not? Yeah. Um, let's see. And then I think that's it. All right. Everybody, thanks everybody for watching. Um, before you leave, go check at alumnihall.com. Um, it's Christmas time, holiday time. Uh, happy Hanukkah for those that celebrate as well right now. Uh, but but that time of the year to go visit Alumni Hall. If you're in Gainesville, go visit them Second on Archer Road, split. right near the Chick Fil A uh, and everything else, right off of two four or right off of. Um, I-75 there. Um, I heard you, Silk. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, AlumniHall.com. So uh, we do have breaking news on to the, uh, the show today. Uh, Xavier uh, Filosame, who we just talked about uh, 15 minutes ago uh, as a potential flip uh, target, uh, has announced uh, Where that. Where announced? I don't see it. Me neither. No, that's what the uh, – never mind. I take that back. We're going to cut that out of the show. Um, all right. So <laughs> with that being said – um, that's what I get for reading the, yeah, we get, um, I told you our own fan base trollers, man. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> that's what, that's what I was what looking I get. for it myself. I don't see it. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. gave us money earlier and then just said that he flipped. So anyway, um, Nick, you have song of the week. I'll take that back. Um, I mean, I'm big, big holiday mood. Um, I'm going to win with, uh, pentatonics. Hey, seeker, bro, that ain't funny, bro. I ain't a lot to you, uh, I'm going, I was about to cry. Pentatonics, uh, really cool acapella group. And my favorite song from them is Hallelujah. Get yourself hey, in some. Here, here's like, just before we get out of here. We did read your super chat. That's ridiculous. Bro, I can't believe you got us like that, bro. Like, that's 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 not fun, man. Like, I thought we were going to at least go in home. If it's something you say that, I was about to shed tears. I was saying I'll never crown the podcast. I almost did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I almost did. Get, like, decommit when I'm not recording live. How about that? Please. Uh Here's here's my just like just like just some advice. It's okay to disagree, just don't go to disrespect, man. It's all right to disagree about fandom, life, whatever it may be, just in life in general, but just don't take it to disrespect. It's not that serious, man. So that's just my my take on anything in life. Perfect. Nick, anything? No, don't troll us while we're doing a live show. We're trying to That's do this crazy. Thing, guys. Trying to keep yeah, and I wasn't even the one that got trolled. Silk mentioned something in the ad read, so you're trolling the wrong people. Go tell FSU fans that the college football committee like changed their decision. That's crazy, did that to us, bro. Yeah, Thought I appreciate we... your money earlier. Truth Seeker came in lie. How you, Truth Seeker? Your Truth name Seeker. is Truth Seeker. I even bro. commented that you had a cool photo. I'm like, man, I think that that picture is probably taken in Georgia or Tennessee, and then I read it. So. You think his homeboy took that picture or his girl? All right. We're, we're hey, bro. Nice. All right. Snap um, it now, bro. All right, guys. <laughs> we'll see you at the same corner, same time next week. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll give you guys an update next week about what we're doing around the, uh, the Christmas and New Year holiday because those are on Mondays. We'll see you guys later. I've heard there was a secret chord that David played and it pleased the Lord. But you don't really care for music, do you? Well, it goes like this, the fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, the major lift, the baffled king composing, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.
You saw her bathing on the roof Her beauty in the moonlight overthrew you She tied you to the kitchen chair She broke your throne and she cut your hair And from your lips she drew the this video we love you so much we hope you love this song and all the songs on a pentatonics christmas you can get that album just look in the description box below and don't forget to subscribe <laughs> don't forget we love Very you bad, we love y'all